0: cool 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 we're live oh that's bright sorry let me adjust this hopefully that's fine on your end cool tough loss by the jazz obviously we're still a game and a half ahead of the suns which means that if we went out it's i'm pretty sure if we went out we clinch it um even if the suns went out as well um so we have two games left. The Suns have three games left. And But yeah, that w- that was a rough one to lose. If we won that one and then won tomorrow's game as well, then it would have been over and it wouldn't have mattered how we performed against the Kings in the last game. Um, but yeah, I'll go over the game real quick. Honestly, like... It, it was a tough loss. Looking at it, um, I feel like the team just kind of lost some energy. That's why, that's one thing that Donovan Mitchell brings to the table is when the team starts losing energy, he can he can re-energize them. Um, and obviously, Donovan Mitchell will be out for the rest of the season. I'm guessing everyone has heard that news. So I guess we have to look with that and hope we get the one seed even without that looking at the stats though like i think it just came down to the shots weren't falling um and and we could analyze it deeper and and like dig into the uh, into it but i like just looking at the stats the jazz played well in most that categories um and, and we were pretty close to the blazers in pretty much everything uh, turnovers were way different but like That's kind of what I expect from the Jazz. Uh, (laughs) We've we've won a lot of games with a bad turnover differential. But really, what it came down to was we made five less shots, and we weren't shooting great from three. And so that's where the points weren't coming in. Because we got the. And I guess the turnovers did come into it because we were out rebounding them, but we also gave up the ball 11 more times which turned into six more shots for the Blazers. Um, So, rough loss. If we had hit a few more shots, we would have been good. Um, A little bit sloppy. We had a great start, and then we fell apart. Uh, I want to spend more time on the standings because there's a lot going on, and it's like right at the end, and this is really one of the most exciting parts of the regular season is trying to track right at the end, who's going to fall into what seed. Um, so I'll go over the box score really quick and then I'll hop into the standings and, and I'm guessing that's where we're going to have a lot of our discussion. So I'll probably, before I hop into the standings, I might give a quick overview and then I'll hop into the live chat. Uh, so leave your comments uh, and and then I'll, I'll get to those hopefully pretty soon. Hopefully I don't get caught up in a rant again. But one thing, real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to Carmelo Anthony. I was watching vintage Carmelo Anthony highlights, and I started watching some highlights from the re- recent seasons with Melo, and he's gotten a lot of hate that he hasn't really deserved. And he's a good player. Um, completely off-topic, but... um. I don't know. I I think I think he still has it. There's just no team willing to give him the chance to to have the usage that he probably deserves, which is a shame. But digging into the box score, um, I, I and I don't know. Like I I feel like the Blazers had three players that they could reliably um like rely on any given possession to score the basketball tonight, and that was um Lillard McCollum and Carmelo uh and and they had some other people who contributed but when you have Lillard with 30 points McCollum with 26 and then uh, Carmelo Anthony scoring 18 points in 27 minutes that's um they had options on offense and it felt like the Jazz really didn't have options um Clarkson played great, he had 29 points, he shot 11 for 17, but other guys that you look for, look to, to really score a lot, like, they had okay games, you had Bogey with 12 points, Yang with 11 points, Ingles with 14, and Gobert had a pretty, like, Gobert night with 15 points and 20 rebounds, but it's just, like, they weren't shooting efficiently other than Clarkson the guys that you can that you typically expect higher volumes of, of points especially when Mitchell and Conley are out like Bojan was 5 for 14 and he didn't even hit a 3 um Ingles was 4 for 13 and 3 for 9 from 3 um Yang did okay uh but you don't really you can't re- if you're relying on Yang for a lot of points that's not a good sign um and Gobert gave us his fifteen, I don't know like I can't really expect much more from Gobert. So I think that was kind of a story of the game, is that if the Jazz had a one even just one more player that they could rely on for offense, that could have been a difference maker. Um because it down the stretch it turned into the offense was pretty like one dimensional. Um Sweet. It looks like we have a good chat going. I'll I'll go through the stand. I'll focus on. Sorry. I'll focus on the west real quick. I'll just kind of run down how things are after tonight. I'm guessing you guys have a pretty good feel on it, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time. But um, I want to discuss what's going on. I think that that will be fun. Uh, so I'll run through this real quick. If it wants to load. Um, I I feel like. My internet is typically extremely fast until I hop onto a stream or use ESPN. I don't know if it's the stream or ESPN that's slowing it down. Probably both. But once that loads. Okay, so so right now, I mentioned Utah is still in the first position. They're a game and a half ahead of the Suns. Utah has two games left, one against the Thunder and one against the Kings. Which, by the time they play the Kings, they'll probably be eliminated from playoff contention completely. And the Thunder are already eliminated. So, two teams who probably aren't playing for anything. Um, the Suns have three games left. They'll be playing the Blazers next. And and the Trailblazers are still fighting to clinch a playoff berth. Um, and, and they're fighting with the Lakers for that berth. So... They'll be fighting, I'm pretty sure with how everything plays out, they'll the Suns, which means they'll be hungry for a win, and I'm really hoping the Blazers take out the Suns because it would make things a lot easier for this. Um, and then they have two games against San Antonio, who will probably have clinched a play-in play in berth by that point. Uh, and then fr- from here, I'll just read down where we're at for, with the top 10 in the West. Uh, so after the Suns, we have the Clippers, who are two games below the Suns, the Nuggets, a game below the Clippers. The Blazers, five games below the Nuggets. And then tied with the Blazers are the Mavs. Um, the Blazers have the tiebreaker with the Mavericks. So if the if they hold on to that uh, playoff berth, they will end up being the fifth seed if that tie continues. Um, and seventh seed, which will be the first team in the play-in tournament, will be, will be the Lakers. And they're a game and a half below the Blazers and Mavs. Then we have the Warriors, who are two and a half games below the Lakers. Grizzlies, half a game below the Warriors. And Spurs, three games below the Grizzlies. So it looks like there's enough space that it's going to be really tough. And really the only movement that we'll be looking for is, will the Jazz hold on to the first seed? And will the Blazers or Lakers make it in? Will the Blazers or Lakers avoid the play-in tournament? But with, only, with a game-and-a-half difference between those two races that we're looking at, it looks like everything's going to pretty much be how it is. So it looks like the Nuggets will probably, probably play the Blazers in the first round. Um, the Clippers will play the Mavericks, which will be a repeat of last year in the first round. And then the Jazz will play the... Um, winner of the second play-in game and the Suns will probably play the winner of the Warriors Lakers game Um, that's my prediction that seems with how many games are left that's probably what's going to end up happening unless something kind of crazy happens so I think we have a decent idea it is a little nerve-wracking though because we the Jazz could play any one of four teams just with this play-in tournament um and if we lost the warriors last game we might play the warriors um the warriors are in the 8th spot right now so like that could be an interesting one if we lost them i'd still feel confident in them winning and then we could potentially even play the lakers which would be really interesting um i think that could give us great momentum especially if we win that series going out and like cuz obviously they're one of the favorites to come out of the west even with their low seed. Uh but I'm really hoping we can sneak in and get a series against the Grizzlies or Spurs. I think that would be awesome. But with that said, I kind of spent more time on that than I wanted to. I'll I'll hop into the live chat, I'll do some backtracking, and then if you guys have any comments on the standings or or what you think will happen, uh it's so close that I'm 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 pretty sure like, like, odds are that it will stay the same. But it would be interesting to talk about what you think will happen in the play-in games. Um, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll hop onto the live chat right now. If you haven't liked the stream, please like the stream. It helps more people find this live so that they can participate in the live chat and that makes this more fun. Um, so, sorry has a few comments to start off. I'll... I'll and so he says that that was a bad game. I don't think we'll win the ring this year. Also, we might go against the Lakers. Yeah, I, I'm i honestly like like the Lakers are a good team with how little they've played together and how many pieces they've added. I still think that the Jazz can beat the Lakers as long as Mitchell doesn't take forever to return. And when he does return, as long as he gets back into stride pretty quickly. Uh, Just because the Lakers, they've played so few games together, and it's not like they're just bringing back the championship squad from last year. Most of the pieces on that team are different. So it's still LeBron James and Anthony Davis, so it will be a tough team as long as both of them are healthy, but both of them kind of have small health concerns, returning from injuries, and... With the Jazz being a complete team as long as Conley and Mitchell kind of kinda of figure their way back into things sooner rather than later, then I'd feel pretty confident against the Lakers, especially early in the playoffs. Um, Will Jensen says, Man, Bogdanovich is just so bad, he gets stripped every time he drives into the paint. Yeah, I he's he's definitely just like He's an interesting offensive player because he has some skills that he... Uh, this year he's kind of been hit and miss because his strongest skill is shooting. But he's not a great ball handler. Um, he's not the best passer. He's not the best defender. The interest, And that's why it's so frustrating that he's been so inconsistent shooting. Because he's that good of a shooter um, that he can change the game with how good a shot is is when it's on and it's it's frustrating because it hasn't been on very often this game this year uh we saw it we saw a few games recently now that mitchell's been out that he's kind of taking control of the game and i'm glad that he's been shooting more but we need to see some of those fall um which which is frustrating to see uh sorry says the jazz probably thought um they were going to win after the first quarter and underestimated them, and Ingles in the third was was taking some really bad shots. Yeah, I don't know what like. That's true. I I did notice in the first quarter. Obviously, they got off to a really good lead. They were hot. Um, their first like thirteen points or sixteen points or whatever. They didn't miss a shot for those first sixteen points, or something like that. They were looking really good, and then. I don't know whether it was like a lack of energy or what happened, but they they didn't look as engaged. They weren't fighting for it. They weren't as excited. So I don't know what happened, but yeah, definitely something fell apart and, and it stopped clicking. They stopped trying at it, which is frustrating. Um. So my hope, like, so the, here's the second comment so far that like, outlook isn't so good for the jazz that they probably can't win a ring um i feel like that is taking it too far after two losses grant, granted these two losses like maybe they're lower seeds but look at the west right now where it's all like relatively close obviously there's a big gap but there's been some injuries um it's not like Portland's a bad team, and we've been missing two of our best players. We've been missing two of our All-Stars for a long stretch, and we've been playing pretty good without that. So it is frustrating to see these losses, but I'm not giving giving up hope on the Jazz. I think the Jazz are still an excellent team. Uh, the, the frustrating thing is that there's still a lot of things to work on going into the playoffs, which I don't like to see. But also looking at the West... I feel like there's no clear cut like this team is incredible and and their system is perfect and they're just playing great. I feel like every team in in the West has something to work on. Um so I don't think the Jazz are alone there. So I'm I I'm still pretty confident that the Jazz will will have a good playoff run this year. Obviously, like as long as Donovan Mitchell can return and and just give us his twenty to twenty five points a game, but I, I'm not freaking out yet. Obvi, like I feel like recently because the Jazz have kind of been mediocre record wise in the past ten or so games. Like that's been with two of our all stars out, so I'm not I'm not freaking out yet. Um. Ingles has been playing low key bad lately. Let me take a closer look at his box score. If ESPN wants to load the tab, um, but and it okay, yeah. So I'll get back to that if it decides to load. Um, the refs were also dumb. I don't. I. It's frustrating because I hate blaming the refs because there's nothing we can do about it. But the refs in the NBA, I feel like it's more often than not that there's several pretty bad calls. Um, and then whenever whenever they do have a bad call and a player complains, then it turns into a tech, which is really annoying. Um, but... From what I watched, I wasn't terribly frustrated with the refs. But maybe I missed some stuff. And I don't doubt that the refs messed up on some calls. Um. Yeah, so o- O'Neill needs to shoot better and score more. It'd be nice, but I don't know. I don't know if O'Neill's the one that I want to be taking more shots. Um, Like, I'm not... Like, he took eight shots... And he just didn't score, so I I almost wish he didn't. He he took less shots, um, because he's the kind of guy where if he gets an open corner three, I want him to take that. But there's when he's out on the floor, there's typically four other guys that I'd rather be taking a shot. Um. But yeah, and back to the Ingles comment. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's had some up and down games and that's the frustrating thing is I think Clarkson and I've, I've kind of been upset with him in recent games about being inconsistent, but I feel like Clarkson has been our most consistent player recently, like Gobert included because sometimes uh, Bojan's great. Sometimes Joe's great, but I feel like more often than not we're seeing Joe coming in and and like um, who made the comment um like will said like joe's not been playing great and we've been seeing a lot of inconsistent plays we've been seeing sloppy turnovers like we we're seeing early like um who said you know, will also like saying that boyon is just getting stripped every time he like i that's what i've been noticing like even when billion's playing great he's still getting between 3 and 5 turnovers every game which is definitely not helping the the turnover problem and then and not the greatest at keeping holding onto the ball either he normally ends up with three turnovers a game also um but i don't know like obviously we are missing two of our best players but i would love to see a couple players other than clarkson be able to consistently step up and kind of take control of the game like we saw bojan take control of the game a few games ago um Clarkson shot well. He's finishing more uh, more with layups now instead of floaters, which is nice. Clarkson he's like I he has been kind of inconsistent lately, but tonight he got his magic shots back like put him in an ISO situation, he finds a way to get a shot off and score. So I'm I'm happy with his performance even though he had a minus 16 but he, he was the only one who like we could consistently trust to score on offense. So, and I have been noticing he has been trying to pass a little more lately. He's had some really nice passes in the past five or so games. And he's not like, I feel like he's, he's scaled back a little bit on his three point shooting. Cause he's not the greatest three point shooter in the world. Really where he's strong is as like, like you're saying is his layups, Um, his his finishing ability in mid to close range, where he can lay it up, he can he can score a floater, he can um, take a nice like fifteen foot fade away on the baseline. So, I'm hoping he can continue up. Like, if he can continue this level of efficiency, even though even if he's not going to get as many shots in the playoffs, that will be huge for us. And I think it'll take a lot of pressure off of Joe and Bojan. To so that maybe they can get a little more efficient, because um, neither of them have been shooting incredibly recently. They've had their games, but yeah. Um, let's see, where are we? If the Jazz go one and one, and the Suns go th- three and zero, oh, the Suns steal the one seed. The Suns play the play the Spurs for the last two games. The Spurs are basically a lock for the tenth seed. The Suns game won't matter to them. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, if the Jazz go two and zero, then they have it. Um. Which I they obviously can. They're playing two teams where those games don't matter to them at all. Uh. So it's like their the, their last two games are pretty similar to the, Suns, except that the Suns are playing slightly tougher teams. Um. Or one, one team who is slightly tougher than both of the Jazz games. Um, and I'm really hoping that the that Portland can come out and play because the, the Suns game for Portland matters a lot. And Portland's been playing really good lately. So I'm hoping... And, and the Suns haven't been playing great. So I'm hoping Portland can come steal that game and that will give the Jazz a lot of buffer room in case they drop one. Um, so I... I'm still going to put my, like, if I were to bet on it, I'd still put my money on the Jazz holding onto the first seed, but that's true. This game, losing it makes it a whole lot more possible for the Suns to fight for it, and it's probably given the Suns a little bit more motivation to fight really hard for this Blazers game. So I'm that that's one game that I'll have to follow and, and see how that turns out, because that could be a huge difference maker in how the standings actually turn out. Um, so well Jensen says and and, uh, this is about the how Ingles has been performing says I mean at one point Ingles was leading the NBA in three point percentage and now he's not even the top three because he's been missing a lot of threes why do you think that is like do you think this is because Mitchell and Conley have been out so Joe Ingles feel like he has the ball in his hands obviously a lot more there's more shots to be taken do you feel like he kind of feels more of a responsibility to try to get the game going. So he's more likely to take a bad shot um, because he, he kind of feels that weight on his shoulders um, or I don't know. Like I'm guessing that's part of it. Like he's forced to take some more shots cause there's not as many shot takers, the balls in his hand is more. And I'm guessing he has some sort of, he feels like he needs to, take control of the game there because um he like he's kind of the third ball handler on the team. Um Mitchell or Conley would bring it up or Joe Ingles would bring it up. And you typically don't see Royce O'Neill or Jordan Clarkson bringing the ball up. Um okay. The Jazz have to win their last two games. Not one and one, two and oh. If the Jazz go one and one the Suns will steal the one seed. Um and then we'll be playing LeBron in the first round. i I'm and then and then you say this the Suns are going to win out 3 0. I'm not confident that the Suns will win out 3 0. Like, I think they'll win both Spurs games, obviously. I wouldn't be shocked though if like the Spurs are one of those teams that just kinda of, like shock you if they they can come in and pull a sneaky win out. And I don't think they're going to be just not playing hard just because they already have the locked 10 seed because like momentum does matter and if you come into the playoffs in the play-in game losing your last three games that's going to impact how you play in those play-in games so I'm pretty sure the Spurs aren't going to like take their foot off the gas just because they clinched the 10th spot to get a play-in game uh, that being said I still think the Suns will win and I mentioned how the Trailblazers are really going to fight for this next game because that next game where they play the Suns is going to matter a lot and making sure they avoid the playing game. So I do agree with you that the Jazz should go 2-0, and I'll be disappointed if they don't. But there is some wiggle room in case we don't, and I don't think the Suns are necessarily going to go 3-0, um, even though they'll they'll be the favorite in all three games that they have left. Um, how likely are Conley and Mitchell to be like playing at the start of the playoffs? They, I haven't been following Conley's injury very closely. Uh, let me pull that up, if ESPN will let me. But yeah, I'll try to pull that up and see if I can get more information there. Con and and as far as Mitchell, they really, they were really kind of vague with their last update where they just said he won't be returning for the regular season. And then they said that he'll be reevaluated at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, so because there is a little bit more extra, like there's a little extra time and a little buffer between the last game that the jazz play and the first game that they play in the playoffs because of the play in tournament. Um, I don't know I it's it's not a lock that Mitchell comes in and plays in that first game. But I I'm guessing it's likely because they said that everything is looking good. He just needs a little more a little more time. So I don't know what the chances are there, and I think they're purposefully trying to be vague on that because they don't want to um give anyone I, I don't know if it's because they don't want to like give anyone false hope and then like if he doesn't then uh, like upset the fans or if it's because they don't want it might just be they knew he wasn't going to play for the regular season and then they'll make it like a game time decision whether he'll play or not just to throw off their their opponent's game plan in that first game i don't know what their plan is but i don't even know if that's even something they they would think about but and then the the last update that at least ESPN's showing for Mike Conley, is that he won't play against Portland. Um, so, he, how how they made it sound, it sounds like Mike Conley has a better chance of returning in the first game than, than Donovan Mitchell does. Um, Carter says, are Mitchell and Conley still hurt, or are they just resting until the playoffs? I think they're both ready to play now. Why not give them limited minutes for the last two games? I think... I haven't been following the Conley situation as closely. um, And I feel like they haven't really been giving us as as detailed of updates with that. It hasn't been as big of news because he's not the star of the team. Um, I think Mitchell would be playing right now if he felt ready. I don't think Mitchell is, is... I think he would force his way to play if he was cleared to play. I don't think he would opt to... Rest a couple games, um so I think it's. I think the medical staff is honestly that he's probably ready to play, but they're probably concerned about re-injuring it, and they have a legitimate concern about re-injuring it, or maybe it's just not quite healed enough that they they trust it yet. So I think I don't think Mitchell is quite ready to play, whether that's the injuries healed and there's a risk of re-injury, or whether it's. Um, He's not quite healed yet. I don't know about Conley. Um, Obviously, Conley's a a little bit older, so it may take a little longer to heal from from more routine injuries than it has for him in the past. And I know, like, and and like I said before, I I think Mitchell would play if he if he was cleared, but I would rather not risk any any amount of re-injury because if the jazz do hold onto the first seed and they play a team that like is an easy team but then mitchell's re- like injured again for the second round what's the point right um and then carter says if we get stuck against the lakers the warriors in the first round with a rusty mitchell and conley then we repeat 2020 i don't know um the warriors aren't a good team they just have steph curry um and steph curry's ridiculously good but even with a ru- rusty <coughs> even with a rusty mitchell and conley i bet we can beat the warriors um with a rusty mitchell and conley against the lakers i i would have more doubts but like like i said we've not seen the jazz at full strength for several weeks now and so now we're starting to think that the Jazz aren't good because they lost to the Blazers and the lost to the Warriors uh when the Jazz aren't at full strength and so even with a Rusty Mitchell like that's a huge addition even if he's not bringing in the 35 points a game that he was before he got injured um so yeah I I'm still confident that we can beat the Warriors or Lakers, a little less so with the Lakers if Mitchell doesn't return the form, but still, I think this is a good Jazz team. I think we're a little bit too worried about them just because recently we've been seeing losses that would have been wins if we were healthy, and... The, our team's still good, and these these are games that are frustrating because we still could have won them while being injured. That's the expectation we hold for the team, um, and they've just not been meeting our expectations. But then again, we're, we're we don't have our star, um. So I'm I'm going to wait and and see how they return. I'm still confident in this team, even with the rusty Mitchell in the first round. I'm confident that he can pick it up and and win a series against anyone the jazz will face in the first round. And and the second round is just going to be interesting. it's it's going to be tough no matter what. And and it looks like even the first round will be a tough matchup. I was hoping for an easier one against the against a team like the Grizzlies, but I don't know, we'll see. It looks like we won't see that. Uh that being said though, I think I like, that's kind of what I've had on my mind for the Jazz. I'm still optimistic for them. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see how this plays out. Um, I see another comment here. I'm, I'm going to wrap up real quick, but I'll answer this comment first. And and then I'll do my, my little outro. But I'll be doing the, I, I believe it's Friday, right? Uh, when they play the Thunder, I'll be doing that post-game that should like if we win that one and and by the t- after that game we should have a much better understanding of how much of a lock it is for the just to, to hold on to the first seed um so do we prefer the lakers to finish sixth versus the clippers or seventh versus the suns well that's interesting um i don't know um It it kind of depends on on who you want to advance. Um, I'm honestly, and this may be me underestimating this the Lakers, but I feel like the Lakers aren't going to be a, a, an extremely tough opponent in the first round. Maybe later in the playoffs they figured it out. Still, like with how little they have played, if they go up against a really good team, I'm not terribly confident against them. Um, but then again if they finish sixth that probably means Portland finishes seventh and if we fall to second I don't want to be playing Portland I I know I've said I'm confident in the in the team but I feel like as weird as this sounds I feel like Portland is a team built for the playoffs and not for the regular season um because they can turn it on at any given point. And I still think this, the a healthy Jazz team will beat a Trailblazers team in a, a best-of-seven series. But going up against Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Carmelo Anthony is tough to defend for game after game. Um And the score update, the Lakers just beat the Rockets 124-122. That makes it... That puts even more fire underneath the Trailblazers right now, which is good because they're playing the Suns, and that will give us a better chance of holding on to the one seed. Um, that's exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to see it play out. There's, I feel like there's a lot more speculation at this point in the season than we normally see, just because of the play-in tournament. Um, but I'll wrap that up here. Make sure to tune in for the post-game after the Thunder game. We'll have a lot more to talk about there. We'll probably have some more stuff um, set in stone at that point, or at least have a better understanding of what's going to happen. It might just come down to the last game before we really know anything as far as set in stone. But thanks for joining me. I think this was a lot of fun. Obviously, tough loss, but this is one of the my favorite parts of the season, and even if the Jazz do drop to second, I'm like that would be a shame, but that's still a really good season for the Jazz They exceeded expectations coming into this season. And as long as Mitchell doesn't have any re-injury concerns and, and can kind of get back into things relatively quickly, I still think the Jazz are set up for an awesome playoff run. But thanks again for joining me, guys. I'll kind of pick up where I left off after the Thunder game, so make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell if you want to join that one so you get notified as soon as I go live. And have a good night, guys.